hello and welcome to an all-new episode of What's Good with Kente. I am your host all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here. I am joined by two wonderful guests. One is a returning uh, person to Indie Radio. It's been a while since we have had him on. It's the one and only Fabian Rush. How you doing, Fabian? I'm great. Very happy to be back. Hello and welcome Uh-oh, to an all-new all episode of What's Sorry about that. <laughs> right, so, At least it wasn't us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was me. It was me. I messed that up. But um, so um, I'm glad that you were here. And we are also joined by the one and only Kathleen. How are you doing? It's your first time on Indie Radio. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Yes. And we have so much that we're going to talk about. Uh, main, the main thing we're going to talk about is a new interesting film called White Meat. Uh, and I'm very excited to talk about that as well as uh, we're going to get to know our two guests. Since it's been a while since we had Fabian on, we're going to do a little bit origin story as well. Um, but uh, let's start with Kathleen, our new, uh, the new to Indie Radio. Um, so tell us about a little bit about yourself, Kathleen. Oh, um, not much really to tell. <laughs> Where are you from? Where are you from originally? Uh, originally, I'm from St. Louis. I did move around quite a bit when I was younger. Um, lived in Canada, lived in New Zealand. Um, That's a lot to tell. You have an interest in, she's been all over the place. I, I like to travel. <laughs> but I always, always end up back in Richmond because I love this town. Mm, okay. And uh, the guy sitting next to you, tell us a little bit about yourself, Fabian. Well, I uh, I try to stay busy and I get bored easily, so I end up doing a lot of different stuff. Uh, I'm in a band uh, called Synthetic Nightmare. It's a industrial rock band. Uh, it's usually we try to be as evil as we can, and it, 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 sometimes it works out. I and mean, we haven't practiced all year because of COVID nineteen. And then uh, and then I've also ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to make movies, and so I think that's kind of what I stuck with and Katie is directing stuff with me and and now we've we've become like this awesome filmmaker team and so it's been it's been good all right so I mean just you know being a creative person and using different creative outlets they all have their their the great things about them the things that we slave over and trying to be brilliant right um so the question I have for you first starting out is being a guy who's, you know, uh, you know, uh, music is one of your primary things. How much does your career in music help you as far as filmmaking or does it at all? I think a lot of the ideas sometimes start with just listening to music. Uh, I think music kind of captures emotions for the most part. So if I'm hearing a certain song, something that maybe I haven't done, uh, it'll inspire some kind of idea because every time I listen to a song, some kind of visual comes to mind. So I'd say it probably starts there. And then being a musician myself, I, I tend to uh, trying to tell stories through songs that I don't necessarily need to be making movies about. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a, I'm what they call a musical snob, right? Uh, you know, I'm a, a big lover of music. Of course, I feel like my tastes are the absolute right taste. 
<laughs> for society and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, I guess I'm full of myself. But um, give us an idea of your musical influences, and, and then we'll go to you as well, Kathleen. Um, so, wow. Musically, in terms of my sin- the music I create, I think, gosh, a lot of it probably spawns from the rock I was listening to in the 90s, like Nine Inch Nails and Rammstein and stuff like that. Rammstein, oh, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you party hard, huh? Uh... Okay. <laughs> am, I allowed, am I allowed to drink on your show? Go because right ahead. Th- this show is brought to you by Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, <I'm>, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what about you, Kathleen? Um, do you, first of all, do you, do you sing or have any musical talents at all yourself um i used to mm-hmm. but i smoke too much so they destroyed my voice <laughs> mm-hmm. um but i really really appreciate music i like music a lot um and i really am very appreciative of anyone who can actually create it because i cannot mm-hmm. i have tried i was a pianist for a while and i just don't have that flair that real musicians have mm-hmm. okay now, now what's some of the music you you like what kind of music i like punk a lot punk yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you know it's just as a side note i don't know there was this i want to see this documentary i found it like in the middle of the night and it was about this black uh punk group that came out in 73 called death and they were these brothers literally they was brothers like they were brothers and brothers, <laughs> the three actual brothers, and they were from Detroit. And when you listen to their music, it'll blow you away. Like, they was doing that in 73, and it's like, how do we not, everybody doesn't know about this group. They were called Death. Called Death. Death, and they were in Detroit in the 70s, early 70s. This is during uh, Motown oh. era. Their music is amazing. Yes. You, you're gonna, okay. And there's a documentary about it. I haven't seen it yet. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there, but, and I think you would you would appreciate it. And they go hard. They're called death, so you can imagine <laughs> they go real no, hard. But I definitely will look that up because that sounds really real. really interesting. They, they have a they have a song called "Politicians in My Eyes." That's banger, man, and the bass line. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, oh, so. I love love a good bassist. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, they can. They definitely because a lot of punk musicians. Um, are not the greatest musicians, like as far as you know. Same. I'm being nice. Yeah, yeah. Those guys I'm not were a big fan. Right. So, yeah, they but but those guys were expert musicians. They can play their instruments very well. So it was a three piece band. But anyway, I could talk about music forever. Um, now, before we get into this film, uh, White Meat, and we're gonna go real deep and heavy into it. Um, we had you on the show once before. And you told this great story. I've actually told that story to other people. That's how much I oh, love boy. your story. Um, and I think a lot of people can live vicariously through you, through that story. Uh, you know, and um, so uh, you know what story I'm talking about, the steel toe boot. Yeah, I, I, I figured it out as you were saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you know this story. Yeah, I mean, I don't you, know what he's talking she about. She might. But... I, um, so in 2007, I already... I said I was in a, uh, I'm in a band, uh, and we do a lot of industrial heavy metal kind of stuff. And sometimes that draws a different sort of crowd than 
I guess is ideal. Uh, this one venue we were playing in Richmond, uh, some, uh, now these people were not from Richmond. They, they were passing through and kind of visiting a bunch of hammer skins, a uh, bunch of skinheads from, I don't remember what state, uh, but we found out where they were from eventually. And there was a, a big issue. So I'm guessing you haven't heard this. This good question. Katie asked, <laughs> what is a hammer skin? Yeah. I'd never heard that term before, right. before this night. Apparently, hammer skins uh, is just a kind of uh, racist skinhead who likes to hammer people. I don't, I don't know the exact. Oh wow! Way. I, okay, I probably like if they were looking into this program right now, they'd Very probably famous. say that is not what we are. The hammer means this, and I don't, I don't know what that. I, I don't know about all that stuff. All I know is that they were referred to as hammer skins. Wow! And. Um, so that was interesting. So I was up on stage. We're getting ready to, to start our set. And uh, a couple of these skinheads are already getting pretty drunk. And one of them saw me on the stage by myself and rushed the stage. Um, he, uh, he goes, what are you looking at? And then he started coming at me from across the room. So I had plenty of time to make decisions about what I'm going to do. I'm on the stage. <laughs> which was probably about four feet off the ground. And um, so do you, Kente, do you play Final Fantasy or any fantasy video games? I have, yes. Like I have. Yeah. You know how when you're playing those video games, you get a little screen that pops up that asks you how you want to attack. Do you want to use magic, spells, uh, use your 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 war hammer or your sword, <laughs> all that stuff? Right. Yeah, nerds unite right now. Um <laughs> Well, as this guy's running at me, I basically, like, for, I, it's like time slowed down, and I had a moment to pick all these different ways of defending myself. And I figured, well, if I've, I've got the high ground, so I'm going to kick him. And <laughs> so, so this guy's coming at me, and I kicked him in the face, and he fell down. Uh, there was plenty of time for the, uh, um, well, the, I want to say guards. This I, I don't want to say guards. This is, security but, yeah, security guards of the club the came. The bouncers. That's what I was looking for, but I've had beer. So already, I've had beer and a few shots. So I'm already kind of whooping. Mm -hmm. but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so the security guards come running up and grab the guy. And they hold him in place. And I was lucky. Like, all of our fans, all the people who were there that night uh surrounded this guy uh and got between him and me so it was really nice but for me i mean i love that that the crowd was that supportive of me but i also love that i got to kick a skinhead in the face yeah with, and what kind of boots did you have on steel toe boots oh perfect it, yeah yeah it, it was enough to nice for people to it was enough he spent enough time on the ground that people needed to they they had time to gather and they handled that business i love it man yeah I love it was it. that's a great story it was stressful but it was ultimately a good night <laughs> no i love it i love it so um all right let's get into um the film that we're going to talk about that you guys did uh i'm gonna play a clip from it and then okay. we'll go into more depth all right here we go this is uh from white meat
have on tap? You? On a rope? I'll take one. On the rocks. Listen, Kunta Kinte. You don't belong here. But why? It's nice in here. Nice environment. Smells like salami. <laughs> smells like salami. <laughs> yeah. Can, can oh. we can we punch the um you on a rope guy in the face? <laughs> Actually, I love that guy. Oh, no, I mean not the guy, not the guy. It's about yeah. that, the, the character. Yeah, the character. Right, right, not the guy. That whole room was filled with our friends, mm. and we said, okay, we need to fill a bar with as was a bunch of people that can play racists. <laughs> And so I had a bunch of friends who really trusted me. And, and you had a bunch of people come out from, from, uh, she, wow. We, we filled that place with really scary looking people that we love. We right. Love them. And the fact that they were willing to do that. Oh, the fact that like, we told everyone what the movie was about and that just made them more excited to want to be in it. Kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they were all our friends. It was a very, very controlled environment. Everyone was so positive. And yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And that guy that you wanted me to punch, <laughs> I, good friend of mine, a good friend of ours. I don't know who's known him longer, but he, great guy, and he's done a lot for the community and stuff. So the fact that he was even able to slip into that character, uh, I'm really impressed. Yeah. I'm really impressed by everybody that was there. It was Definitely. kind of a shock hearing them say some of the things that they said. Right. I'm like, wow, you, I didn't know you had this side. <laughs> some of them told me after, it was like, man, I, I didn't like doing that. But I mean, they but they did it because they love us. Right, and they were acting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so... Um... I want to be careful how I talk about the film because I de definitely don't want to ruin anyone's experience for seeing the film. So I will lean on you guys to um, decide um, how much you want to share. So if you can give us a genuine, a, gen a, um, a general description of the film so that, you know, remember, I don't know if you remember back in the day when um, you would go to a movie theater and you didn't know what the movie was and you would just see the title and you'd be like, that sounds interesting. And you just go in. Uh, those days are over. So, how would you, uh, the elevator pitch for this movie, <laughs> so. Okay. Um. Do you want me to tell about my character and kind of cut it off there? Um. Yeah, okay. 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 Uh, well, it's good that you showed the scene that you just showed. To kind of, that's a good setup scene. Essentially, I play a character, and the, movie's, I, the movie follows my character mostly. Mm -hmm. So it's basically about a successful black chiropractor who, by day, has uh, a successful job. And by night, he goes to these seedy white supremacist bars and he, uh, he picks people up, mm -hmm. sort of. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not exactly... No, it, I... I that is a misdirection, what I said, because he doesn't exactly pick them up. Mm -hmm. he, he uses himself as bait 
and anybody who falls for the bait gets to have a really bad time. They have a bad a bad experience. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We could do a whole show on the psychology of someone who would do that. <laughs> Just you know, forget about what he does after you know he comes in contact with him. The, just the idea of going into those kind of environments as a black man, as a black man who's not passing, uh, you know, like me and you, we're not passing for anything but black. Right. So, uh, you know, so as, as a darker skinned black person going into one of those places, they, it can't be like, you know, light skinned brothers. Like, wait, is he yeah. a non white passing? black? Man. Right. right. <laughs> so the mindset alone, uh, we could just talk a, a lot about it, but, um, so, but I, I want to get into, let's start off with the Genesis for this. Um, how'd you, you guys come up with the idea and, um, and also let's talk about like the process of just creating, you know, this world, these characters exist in. So the story that he recently told kind of was a very big starting point for yes. this. Um, and we had met and worked together a couple of times on different films and I wrote a little short film called The Little Girl and he was my victim in that one <laughs> and he was like this is pretty dark this is kind of messed up <laughs> I think I could actually share the story with her, and then when we sat down and talked about it, it just got worse and worse, because we're both sick bugs. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just to add to what Katie was saying, basically, uh, the story I told earlier, I had had plenty of run-ins with racist people, mm -hmm. and I'm not a naturally violent person, so I've, but I've got to get that aggression out somehow. So I wanted to, in my mind, I had this idea running of, gosh, if I could just get one of those guys and just take him out to a, a field somewhere and just have him to myself a whole night. Uh, just <laughs> what I do to him. So the idea kind of started with that. And then I thought, I had a few ideas. and I was like, you know what, that's, that's too dark. I don't want to make a movie about that. It's just, it's gross. It, it it's just it's just negative. Oh wow! And it, 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 I, I thought I thought I, it's laughable now because we ended up making a movie. But <laughs> but it was so like the thoughts were really dark, and I didn't want to think about that stuff. And then Katie cast me in uh, the little girl, and so here I am sitting in we're working on her movie, and I'm thinking, huh? Well, if I were to make that movie. It would have to be with her directing it because of because she was making a torture film with me as the victim and so i'm like wow well not only do i love how she's directing uh this torture flick i feel completely comfortable on set she communicates really well i know exactly what she's going for and so i thought okay well maybe i'll mention to her this really sick idea i had and and see if she likes it and then she did because she's you know a sick person <laughs> and, uh, now here we are a bunch of years later and we've got a movie out of something i was like i don't want to make that it's horrible <laughs> but it, it ended up being really cathartic yeah. for both of us actually now, <laughs> what i just read into that is kathleen you are the go-to person for uh torture 
You know what's really interesting? Walking down an aisle in like Target or Walmart, it, the kitchen aisle, and looking at all these little kitchen gadgets and thinking, what could I do to someone with that? <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> You'd be like, hmm, what can I do with this spatula? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this spatula, hmm, this, mm-hmm. these Legos. Oh, okay. I can do something with these Legos. <laughs> oh, okay. That's pretty good. Now, <laughs> one question I love to ask actors this is when you do something that is that strong and that you know, you have to get into a mental space. Did that character stay on the set? Did that can did that set, did that character ever moonwalk off the set? You know, like 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 uh, you know, that's a you know, that's a dark I, character. I will honestly say, as soon as the cameras cut, we needed a break a lot of the time. Uh, some of the scenes were really difficult. Uh, this, yeah. So I think we. I know a lot of movies, and, and a lot of movies, a lot of actors like to stay in character. Like if I, I can't stay in this character, or I'm, uh, I'm gonna go home with serious problems. I, I think, I think uh, Richard, who played the, the supremacist, I think, um, I think he needed a break from it also. So we, uh, we definitely stepped back from it in between takes and took a breath, like, hey. We're still friends, right? Because <laughs> there was actually one of the scenes I was uh, really into it, and let's—I I guess let's just say I accidentally punched the white supremacist, and, uh, and as soon as the camera cut, I was like, "Sorry, I'm so sorry. Are you okay?" Uh, so wow. we, yeah, it—we uh, needed to break character and make sure things were cool. Uh, we would have our lunch breaks, and during lunch, it, it needed to be a, a break. A safe yeah. space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, he definitely don't want to take that person off the set, right? <laughs> you know, I was like, no. that wouldn't be that wouldn't be good. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Okay, so I want to talk to um, Kathleen about you know how do you begin to even as a director get your mind in a space you know to where I, I mean we know you you are the torture lady, but um, like how do you because you got to be as a director, you have to be in that world in a in a certain kind of way, and you know, like anytime I'm doing something, pretty much that's what I'm thinking the whole time. Like I'm in that mode, right? So if I was doing a Care Bears movie, I'd probably be in Care Bear Land, you know, until we're finished, you know. So how do you, you know, how do you leave it on the set, and then also how do you get in that space to create something this dark? It, there was a lot of immersion into it um but i have worked in restaurants for years and years and that's one of the things that also helped me um collaborating with fabian about this is because you know it's what he wanted to do to white supremacists and what i wanted to do to really really annoying customers. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> right, right. Oh my and god, I've been there. So, when we were filming, it was a lot of just 
working myself up, like ramping myself up to being very pissed off. Mm. Um, and yeah, that actually was a lot of it. It's just getting my own self worked up. And with the adrenaline and everything, after we finally hit cut, I was pretty spent. So mm. I was a good able way to, to it. Yeah. We're exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of emotions going. I can imagine. Yeah. I definitely imagine. Um, and let's talk about the cast. Uh, of course, you're the star of it. Um, talk about um, some of the other people that were in, in the film. Wow. Everyone was absolutely amazing. You want to take turns just talking about people? Uh, we were actually discussing earlier how thrilled we were with the entire cast of it, that we would never want to replace anyone because they made the roles. They yeah. completely read the script and then just brought life yeah. to it. Um, I was really surprised. We were both uh, we were both discussing what people we would bring on to play which roles. And so we would meet with people and we'd tell them the concept of the film more than what we said on the radio show tonight because we needed to be open and honest about how bad it was going to get. And we were both surprised at how many people said, yeah, I'll do it. I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> just to make sure that you understand how bad this is. Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I would do that. that what a great challenge. I'm like, okay, I accept. So I guess I'll talk about Richard first um, and yeah, say... and then I'll talk about Greg. Yeah, so Richard Spencer played the white supremacist. Very good friend of mine. Wait wait a minute, um, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. His name is Richard Spencer? Yes, it is. <laughs> I didn't catch it the first time. That is hilarious. And if you guys know what I'm talking about, <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Okay, that, you know, that is worth mentioning that there is an actual white supremacist named Richard <laughs> Famous so one. It's very unfortunate, really, for this actor. He's an, an amazing actor. Right. I've worked with him a few times, and he's the most professional. Right. And then when I found out, uh, like, at, like as we were shooting the movie, and then the, the well, other Richard Spencer came to light. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, the Charlottesville thing. Yeah. I like wow uh what a name and then i thought how interesting is it that we also have this name attached to our movie right. and he plays a torture victim so that was just uh, funny hilarious. that's his name that's yeah. funny that's funny what, what, was there a guy an actor named david duke in it <laughs> there should have been <laughs> right that's for the sequel <laughs> the sequel uh... we'll, we'll save that one mm -hmm. but but richard came in he gave an amazing uh, audition. Mm. Uh, it was absolutely incredible. And he, he just knocked it out of the park. And then, um, gosh, I would, you know what, we'll probably put some stuff in the commentary. Uh, because as you watch the movie, we can definitely say some scene, say some things about what he was going through while we were shooting this stuff. Mm. And the days were not easy. Oh, he was such a trooper too. Yeah. I mean, mm. like, yeah. I mean, torture porn movie. Yeah. Right. That's a good way to describe it. But like this poor man yeah. actually like physically tortured him in the filming and he And I did punch him accidentally. That's what I was talking about yeah. earlier. Oh, I, wow. I felt bad for the stuff we did to him. But he never broke his professionalism 
And when you see him off camera and when you see him out in public, just the coolest guy. He's really lighthearted. Everybody hangs out with him. And you'd never know he could play a role like this. Yes. So, yeah, that's Richard. That's him right there. That's Richard in the blue shirt there. Yeah. In fact, everybody at that table, good friends of mine, the guy to the far right of the screen there, is he's one of the guys in my band. He plays the bass. That's William. William McCobb. And next to him is Jen, who plays Richard's girlfriend in this movie. And so, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we just took a bunch of our friends and just stuck them in the movie, and they all surprised us with how good they were. Yeah, I mean, Richard was an actor to begin with, but I don't think Jen was, and she nailed the role. Hopefully your bandmate won't get mad about me saying this, but basses tend to be a little creepy, so... <laughs> he, uh, you know what? Honestly, gosh, I don't even know what to say at this point. What, what's okay on the air? He does not. In real life, he tends to be one of the more popular among us, and he he doesn't really seem to scare people off very much. They, okay. they, he tends to be a bit of a party animal, like right. the life of a party a lot of the time. So he breaks the stereotype a little. Okay. Um, but, All my friends uh, who play bass are probably uh, gonna. I'm gonna get calls, <laughs> but it's all good. Okay. And um, now the women. Let's talk about the women in the um, in the film. Um, let me first. Let me uh, scroll through so we can have a visual. Um, I want something where I ain't gonna ruin it. Uh, oh, there we go. Wait, 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 wait for it. Uh huh. All right, here we go. Um, let's talk about this. Young lady. Oh, Gray. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was amazing. I was very, very fortunate to meet her um, just randomly, probably about a year or two before this movie, and we became friends. But she is actually a very um, popular, well-known actor in this area. Nice. Uh, she does uh, stage work. Yeah. And when we talked to her about this, she was excited, which is always weird that anyone would be excited to be a part yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. And, oh, she was so amazing. And it's funny you're showing that picture because that's actually where we are right yeah. now. Yeah, oh. we're in that house right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're actually on the set? Yeah. <laughs> Live from the set. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, if you show the picture of him walking out the door. You, that's, that's the door right over oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I was just, wait. Hey, I just saw it when I was sliding through. There you go. Yep. Yep. That's, that's where we are. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's the couch that we're on right now. No, no, it's oh, not. Different couch? That's okay. a garage. Oh. Oh. Um, but a funny thing about Gray, though, um, she's another one of those actresses that um, we had finished a lot of Richard's scenes prior to her coming on. And so we were able to show her how extreme the film was. And during some of the footage, she actually gagged. Uh, like she gagged at one of the shots. And. and like oh boy, and, and she, but she still wanted to do the movie. I'm like, wow, okay, we're getting top-notch actors 
for this disgusting movie, and they're all they all want to be a part of it. But yeah, she gagged when we showed her a scene. Ah oh, man, hey, actually, I mean that's what you're going for, right? So <laughs> yeah. But yeah. again, our cinematographer gagged when we shot the film. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, there's a particular scene when we were shooting it. Cinematographer. And I mean, that's Scott Layman. He. Hilarious. He also was amazing. Yeah. You yeah. maybe if, if when the DVD comes out, it should come with like a barf bag. <laughs> Honestly, I think so. I think enough people have reacted that way during this movie that we need we need to give real warning. In fact, before you saw the movie, I gave you a warning that you I did. said don't eat while you're watching the movie. You did. Yeah. You did. You actually cuz I'm thinking like oh, that's probably going to be some saw type stuff I've seen. And then I was like Oh no, he was right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like he was right. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, this is not. Yeah, this is uh, okay. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know. So, um, all right, and then this lady, she definitely uh, stood out. Um, this young lady. Um, so let's talk about her. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all you. That's Gwen, <laughs> a, a good friend of mine. We go way back, and she actually does a lot of special effects makeup. Oh, and she shot. So we were like, okay, oh, yeah. um, this is, and I think it's okay for me to tell what this character is. And, and I won't give up yeah, yeah. too much, but in the beginning of the movie here, I, I mentioned previously that I, uh, my character works in a chiropractor clinic, and this is one of the other doctors in that, in that clinic, and this is a scene where hot doctor is hitting on my character. And uh, so we really just needed a, a really hot bod uh, and a great actress, uh, somebody who was comfortable in front of the camera, mm-hmm. to 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 play this role, who is a, a bit of a distraction during the movie. But I but she, I call her a distraction now. But as you watch through the movie, mm-hmm. you'll understand how everybody plays in to the psychosis of this film, and she is definitely one of the irritants. It's interesting. It's interesting because maybe sometimes I overanalyze movies too much because I'll be thinking like maybe there's something else that's there that not and for a minute I started to think, is it is she really doing this or is it in his warped head? That's what he's. Oh, that's okay. what he perceives, you know. Nice. You know, so that's what I was kind of thinking. Like, like maybe she's not even really hitting on him, like that. Maybe in his mind, it's happening. She might just be saying, "Oh, have a good time this weekend." And in his mind, all he sees is, "Ooh, baby, come, you know, come get this," you know. Typical narcissism. <laughs> right. I like that. I like that. I mean, obviously, yeah. by our reaction, that had never occurred to yeah. us. Yeah. But I like that a lot. Exactly. I, I like it. It hadn't occurred to us because I think, you know, we go into things with a very specific idea in mind. But the thing is, it's great when you leave something open enough that, that an audience that might actually know more about psychology and, and various things, uh, they can step in and have their own opinions of stuff. They'll see through things that we have not fully analyzed. Well, also, I, I do tend to like to leave things open enough that anyone can analyze it however they want. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, because you can even analyze is maybe he didn't even go to a white supremacist uh, a bar. Maybe it was just a regular bar, but in his head, 
they're white. So, you know, like, and you could really go yeah. a lot of different yeah. ways. Oh, now that actually makes the movie a lot scarier. <laughs> <laughs> like, they look at the footage, and they're, and the guy is not saying the thing about the rope. He's all like, oh, whatever you want. Um, you know, we have a, this nice wine. But in his head, he's hearing, you on a rope, you know? <laughs> okay. Actually, if you go into this movie with that ent- uh, interpretation, that makes the movie a lot scarier because that means anyone can be a victim of this guy. Yeah, yeah and it's, that's not that's a swastika on his check. It's, it's um, oh, on his chest. It's really scary how he turns people into his victims. That's that's frightening. He, he doesn't even have a swastika. Oh, special tonight is the soup. He doesn't even have he doesn't have a swastika on his chest. It's Mickey Mouse. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. And he was just trying to help him with his car, and then you know. But uh, no, I mean, I was like, maybe I'm overanalyzing, but I was kind of thinking, I wonder if that's what is going like. It, does he really see is these really happen? These events happening or is that in his twisted mind? So that's an excellent question to ask. Mm-hmm. But that, that makes me really, really happy that you're actually asking that. Yeah. That you thought about it that much to ask that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I'm not going to say anything about the end. I'll say it off camera, but I had a thought, too, about <laughs> that with the end. So, um, but, um, so, okay, so you have you guys have a great cast, right? And great locations. Like, that. that's one thing I got to give you guys. Like, um, there's a lot of good stuff being shot in the Midwest and in the South. And, uh, and yeah. one thing that's so cool, there's so much, like, here, everybody's a capitalist. So if you want to use stuff, you're going to have to pay, you know, through the nose. Whereas a lot of the movies that the independent films, you see these people have such these wonderful locations that people just let them use and stuff like that. So I was just wondering what the locations um, besides, you know, your place, um, like uh, how, how did that go with the location scouting and also getting it, getting those great locations? Well, I mean, Richmond is just an absolute beautiful city so we're fortunate with that we have really good just scenery period and like the bar scene um, Fabian has it's a private club in Richmond and he's been a member so he knows the owners so (laughs) they were okay with letting us film there and we shot in a couple bars um, for the exterior Uh, Mm -hmm. so we, we got really lucky we just a, yeah, a nice thing about room. Richmond, yeah, yeah. A nice thing about a lot of places in Richmond, you just go in, ask to speak to a manager, and and so we went. Right, the manager came out, and said, "Hey, we'd like to shoot a movie in your parking lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a horror movie." Uh, uh, and uh, it's the same <laughs> yeah. thing with the cast. So we yeah. tell them what it is, and most people were just like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then also like. A lot of the exterior scenes being on the James, and the James is just the James River is just absolutely gorgeous. So it was really easy to do. Yeah. So we lucked out with a lot of the locations that uh, say like the office building, the the, the bars, uh, gosh, a little bit of everything, and then we shot in a few houses. The the um, I guess the I'll call it a dungeon. Uh, that was a studio. Uh, we 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 had a little bit of a studio. The torture room. Yeah. yeah, we we had a studio for that stuff because we didn't want to make that mess in somebody's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The space yeah. For the table and everything. Uh, that would be funny. You're pushing the uh, the moving the crib to the side. To, <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, which I have done on other movies. So. 
He'll be like, oh, little Johnny, he's going to be fine. He's not going to be uh, tortured <laughs> by this. That's funny. Um, and then you had like this really good warehouse uh, as well um, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very creepy, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the exterior of the warehouse. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Uh, when I, yeah, 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 that was really good. And but that was the same no, oh, it was different. No, 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 we 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 had so many locations. Yeah, we got so lucky. Luckily, there is a big industrial district in the area, and they're not—they're just working on stuff. I don't know what they were producing in this particular place. That day, uh, we had to redo a lot of the sound later because that day they were actually working. The staff was there uh, producing whatever they were doing. And they, uh, we said, all we need is one of those doors. I, I, we need a door and we need an exterior location. Can we shoot outside of your warehouse? And did we gave them, did we give them money? Or did they just say you could just use it? We, I thought we gave them like 100 bucks. Okay, we might've paid them. There were a bunch that said, oh, just use it. Don't worry about paying us. And then there were a few places that, that they said, toss us a hundred bucks or whatever. So it was all very inexpensive to do that kind of stuff. Um, in, in LA, so put that money into the actors. In LA, man, they don't. Very rarely, very rarely, do you have somebody just like, oh yeah, you, because they kind of savvy about you know. Yeah. So they think every they think every production has like this this great budget or something, which you know, we we do a lot of guerrilla filmmaking, right? So. Uh, I, I feel like the gorilla is my spirit animal for the, from because of the filmmaking we've done. So, oh, yeah. so a lot of times we don't do permits. We just kind of, just kind of shoot. You know, like just hopefully it works out, right? So. I say our five. Wow, should we say our final budget? I, I think maybe not. Maybe we'll, we'll maybe we'll come back to that. But it was yeah. lower than you would expect yeah. for oh. for what it looked like. So maybe we'll reveal that for anybody who watches the movie and watches the commentary. We'll say, and all of that came for a round number of, and then, yeah, make people laugh. But, um, but yeah, we, it was, we, out here in Richmond, it's a very different mindset where people are like, oh, you're making a movie? What can I do to help? Right. So it, it's a very different experience. And we did have the permits that we needed and everybody signed contracts. So everybody's very happy to sign contracts. And in the case of bars, sometimes we'll just pay for some drinks and sometimes we'll just tip everybody, stuff like that. So so it's financially, it helps to uh, have friends <laughs> it, that are either owning a bar or can just talk to a manager. Or in the case of that one bar, we just went right up to them and, and asked to speak to a manager, uh, complete strangers, <clears throat> and they said, go for it. That's wonderful, man. Man, I need to yeah, go to Virginia. Yeah, I might, I might go to. <laughs> I might go to Virginia and shoot something. That, that's what I'm saying. Um, okay, so we have a question, uh, and this comes from Renee, who's from the DMV area. Uh, what did you learn from this process? Is it was there anything you learned? Wow, there's so much. There's so much that you can walk away from a project like this with. I learned how to control a room. Mm. I, you know what? That was something I would commend you on greatly uh, because the biggest set uh, we had was in that bar where we had, uh, uh, what is maybe 30 people, something like that. And Katie had control over everything the entire time. And that's like that short film she did when I wanted her as the director. I thought, wow, she's controlling everything, even down to 
my own I was being tortured in her movie and I was put into some very uncomfortable situations and she um, managed my reactions to things like uh, there was a prosthetic that needed to be removed from me in a very painful way because it had stuck to my leg hair oh wow um, yeah and so it needed to be removed at the end of the shoot day and um, I liked how she handled my pain and it, it made me able to handle it better I'm like you know what the set was so professional i like i've got to have her on for this but but yeah i love how she directs and just she has a vision for how she wants it and when you have that much of a vision as a director everybody believes you and they they know what to give you and so that was that's what she she brought to it but i guess in terms of stuff we learned that was uh, so sweet thank you so much let's do it again sometime yeah. um but yeah, there's so much to learn. Like, I guess if I were to say something on a personal level, for me, I, I think I learned that when you have something horrible inside of you that you feel like maybe is too disgusting to express, know that there's always an audience that wants to watch a movie about it. <laughs> so, um, and a director that will help you get that vision out. Exactly, and a bunch of actors that are going to be like, I'll do it, and like, so, so you may think that you're, you have this sick idea and you want to put it away, but you don't really want to keep that stuff in your brain. Right. So basically, no matter what your darkest thought is, someone else who's already are feeling the darkness. Yeah, and it can and, be cathartic for everyone. Yeah, and so you shouldn't just hide it. You should let it out yeah. because it makes it better. Let it out so it doesn't make you sick on the inside mm -hmm. because when you hold that kind of stuff inside, if... Like, if the guys who came up with Saw didn't mm -hmm. make that movie, what would they be doing on their spare time? Right. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't make this movie, we would actually be torturing. Well, before people. we made this movie, I was making a list of what I would do oh, to a white supremacist in the woods. So, yeah. so it's probably better to get it out in a movie right. than in real life. And I And so... Yeah. Well, this is live, so I guess you can't cut that out. But I mean, when you everybody do... has dark thoughts, so I say get them out in a way that doesn't hurt people. When you do the musical version on ice, um... <laughs> <laughs> white meat on ice. Right, white meat on ice. It's it, it's well kept white meat because <laughs> it's on ice. So, uh... oh man, that's funny. Um, great title too, by the way. Excellent title. Uh, perfect. You. It's like the absolutely perfect title. Um, so uh, another thing too I want to talk about is uh, the the movie has uh, excellent music in it, and I know you did some of it as well, right? So wow. talk about the music. Yes, I, I've got two things to say about that. Just really quickly, uh, I sang the song over the opening credits and during the first torture scene, um, just uh, because I'm in the band. Uh, so I figured I might as well make some music and that was very early on in the production when we had no idea what the rest of the soundtrack would sound like I just wanted to make that happen and so after we wrapped the movie we had all the footage done the movie was fully edited uh, we wanted a composer uh, so uh, actually the movie sat for a little bit because I didn't quite know who to approach uh, you at, at one point mm -hmm. had somebody that you would talk to and so we sent them a copy of the movie, said, all right, what can you do with this? And then things kind of fell through, I think, like a computer crash. He yeah. lost his computer. And uh, so I, so it came back to me, and I thought, okay, well, who do I know that 
makes music that I personally enjoy uh, going to see live. And I have a friend, uh, Stephen Archer, who's in several bands, but is very well known for Ego Likeness and Stoneburner. Mm. Uh, he, uh, well, actually, he was working on a music video, and he he was looking for inspiration from horror flicks. Mm. So I thought, oh, why don't I send White Meat to Stephen Archer and see what he does? And um, so sent it on, and then the music that came back is what you're seeing right now. It, I didn't have any other feedback for him. I, I showed him the movie, said, this is what we're looking for in this scene. Uh, this is what we're looking for in this scene. Like, so in the wife scene, I want something tender sounding. So I gave him really loose direction like that. And then he went wild with it. And so I enjoyed the movie before. And then after adding his music in, um, the movie was truly complete. And he'd accentuated every single scene that he made music on oh, it was great absolutely nailed it yeah, it was perfect that, yeah. yeah the music was great um there was there was a song if i remember correctly it was there was a, a chase scene in the, about the middle of it and um, yes. in the woods that was him. i love that like is there a way you can hear the the the, the music or is it? Are you going to put it out later or something like that? You know what? I'm going to uh, ask him if I can put out a, a, an album, like a soundtrack for the movie. Mm -hmm. But uh, oh boy, off the top of my head, I'm not remembering uh, some of his music projects. But um, he's mostly known for Stoneburner and Ego Likeness, and this he this uh, music is from a side project of his that I will have to post a link on later. Mm -hmm. But I'll also talk to him about soundtrack stuff right so people can just have all the music from the movie in one place and then i'll just link him to everything else so that people who like the music can get the rest of his stuff because he's i call him a musical genius he's he's incredibly he, he rocks it's excellent the movie excellent yeah excellent you gotta have that good music um for yeah, sure yeah. okay so um before we we get on out of here um the movie isn't, hasn't been released just yet uh, how right. do you plan on releasing? Are you going to have a premiere? Uh, oh, my God. To be a fly on the wall for that premiere. Uh, <laughs> red carpet. <laughs> I, I've thought about that. I'm like, are people going to, if we get a theater for this, like if we rent out a theater or, or do some kind of a release like that, are people going to throw up? <laughs> it's going to be like Stand By Me. Remember the uh, the famous scene in Stand By Me with the pie eating yeah. contest? <laughs> and, the, and the Goonies. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my like, God. Like, do I really want people to see it in the theater? And the answer is yes. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> uh, we actually thought about um, with the premiere of, this is obviously pre-COVID, mm -hmm. um, if someone bought a ticket to the premiere and giving them a barf bag. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. And we say pre-COVID, you know, we putting this movie out, uh, I guess we're also trying to release this movie now because of a certain level of relevance. Right. And um, so I don't want to talk too much about anything political, but mm -hmm. I think one of my main goals was to make this movie before racism goes away. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm glad you laughed at that. Yeah. Because it's, it's a twisted joke, my friend. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, oh, remember the old days when there was racism? Yeah. <laughs> right. It was like this. Yeah, right. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, but actually, in terms of our release, uh, because of COVID-19 stuff, 
I don't know. Uh, maybe we could do like an online premiere. Maybe. Uh, mm -hmm. I was thinking about certainly putting a version on on Vimeo. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll release some DVDs, so it'll be a direct to direct to video, direct to on demand kind of release. You know what you should do though. If you do an online premiere, have the Vimeo or whatever it's going to be on uh, available, and then tell the people to go and comment on it afterwards. Uh, yeah. because you know you you want that audience after they saw it to go and be like here's the link you know do that you know that's how yeah. you can support the film as well as you know whatever you put out as far as merchandise and stuff so Vimeo right. okay I like that Vimeo um, yeah. and um, and then hopefully we get the soundtrack as well uh, that'll be awesome um, and me and you kind of had this conversation before but um, so any prequel, sequel, uh, squeakquel, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do you think? Um, I mean, honestly, I, especially with the ending that we have, I would like this to actually be a prequel. Mm. Well put. Um, the way the movie ends. Did, for, did, did you like the ending? Love the ending. Love the ending. Love the ending. We did set it up uh, pretty nicely for there to be a sequel. Um, but I, I would actually, you know, obviously I'm hoping that people are going to pay attention to this and we're going to get some funding and mm -hmm. start to work. So the next one would be the movie and this would be the prequel yeah. to it. Yeah. Oh, like Based the proof of concept. Ends, uh, the, the, the the sequel would be it would have such a it has a potential to be so different from the first one mm -hmm. uh, I love that um, what I love is that anytime you see a sequel I kind of like a lot of sequels aren't as good as the first movie right. that's one of my big complaints and it's always it's a big complaint everybody has and a sequel to this movie um, you'll be getting something different and you would be getting something that builds on what the first movie created uh so if you like the first movie um that's i guess a good place where where comments would come in uh so if a lot of people are seeing it uh enjoy being disgusted and being terrified uh and wanted to see another movie then that's the kind of thing let us know because we already have ideas on where it would go and they would have ideas after they watch the ending of the movie if, if the ending of the movie really sparks you and you want to see what happens next that's the kind of thing that let us know and we can start getting out the ideas that we didn't get out in this movie because we cut a lot of stuff out of this movie. We did cut quite yeah. a bit and also it's been a hot minute since, <clears throat> excuse me, since the movie came out so <laughs> we're still thinking of terrible things yeah. and coming up with new ideas. The world hasn't gotten a lot better since we made the movie. So. No, right. much more There's information. Room. No, that's, yeah. that's great. You know, um, and like I said, this could be just a proof of concept of a greater uh, idea or, or you know so no I think it's great uh, I think um, uh, it's going to be um, very interesting what it comes from this and then also you know uh, it'd be interesting to be around Fabian when he goes into that character <laughs> to see what what, uh, what happens he's, uh, he's, so, he's you don't be at the piggly wiggly acting crazy do you <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, 
I drink a lot. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a very interesting character to try to get in the head mind frame of. But I think you really said it well uh, when when K Kathleen was talking about trying having to ramp yourself up with anger. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. And sometimes being around me for that, I, I think when Richard and I, the first day we were we were getting ready for the biggest scenes of the film, we both did some weightlifting oh, and just went. Oh, you I really just thought did. about stuff. Yeah. So yeah. we brought weight so that we could, so we could. Oh, uh, something I should probably mention. We, um, I described Richard's character. Uh, Katie and I were talking a little bit ago, and I described his character as testosterone and racism. That's all. <laughs> it's like, it's like his character, testosterone, and racism, crammed into a space and pushed in a direction. And and so yeah, it takes something to be able to go there. So we did some weightlifting, mm -hmm. and then we yeah. I think you guys even like arm wrestled. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah, yeah, we. There was definitely yeah. a lot of testosterone and machoism going on. Yeah. In those early shots. Yeah, we well because I think it takes a certain level of testosterone to have that kind of reaction to any, to do the kind of things in this movie anyway. Oh, don't so. get me wrong, yeah. I was encouraging it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was necessary. Are you, yeah. are you guys going to do an official uh, music video for for the, maybe the song you did um, in the opening? So That would be great, actually. That would be fun. Yeah. I can see doing that because you only hear a part of that song. Uh, the song, I had to cut it down because the opening credits, like, I don't want to make the opening credits fit uh, like a five-minute song. Because right. then you're sitting there for five minutes, going, "Okay, I get it. They're they're really just yeah, it, doing this because they like the song." Yeah. So I, I cut the song way down. So you'll get a lot more. I tried to keep the lyrics relevant to the the movie itself. All it's right. all the movies. The lyrics are all about narcissism. You know what? Um, uh, you have that where I can hear it. The whole song. I don't, but I could easily upload it. Okay, cool. I'd love to uh, hear the full yeah. song. That'd be yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll be able to do that here pretty soon. Cool. Yeah. All right, and just as a side note, um, me and you are doing something together. Uh, I'm doing an, an animated film, uh, a series, and he and Fabian plays the lead in it. And um, he's he's not. Uh, he's uh, he's a much nicer guy <laughs> than uh, this character. <laughs> Uh, but he's, you know, he, he gets it in. So, uh, himself, uh, but in, in different ways, he's more of, uh, a, uh, uh, not an anti-hero, but a hero and you've done a great job and, uh, I'm very happy. I can't wait for that to eventually come out, but, um, it's called blood war and you play the main character. So thank you so much for doing that. And, um, you know, and, uh, I need see, I need to get with you to, to make some uh, music too for it. So uh, we're going to have to hit you up for that. But um, I just wanted to definitely say that. And when, when that comes out. And you got to mention that it's an animated movie. That's how we're able to work together from this distance. Right, yes, yeah, anim oh. animation. Oh. It's, yeah, it's animated. <laughs> so it's a series. It's going to be 12 to 13 episodes. And uh, I just finished eight, and I'm writing nine. So so you'll be getting the script soon, I'm sure. <laughs> so. But um, thank you, like I said, thank you so much for doing that. And thank you and, and Kathleen for coming on to this program, <clears throat> excuse me, and sharing your work. And, 
and I can't wait for you for it to come out. And uh, you know, I've been a fan of your. You know, uh, I don't know. Has she seen some of your animation? Good question. Have you? I have a lot of stuff. Uh, some of my animated, uh, my short films and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. She, I, you probably saw Alien Face Bashers first. Like my my live action stuff is. Yeah. yeah. That's you were definitely. going to be in Alien Face Bashers, and then uh, and that slowed down, and then White Meat kind of took over everything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There was the girl, and then yeah. the face. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. The first thing I ever saw of yours was Alien Face Masters. Yeah. And that was completely opposite of this. It was just a goofball. Like, it was Ghostbusters, cute. but with aliens. It so, was cute. It was yeah. fun. I liked it. Yeah. So that, that's how I, I first... <laughs> Uh, was made aware of Fabian was through his animation, and then I doing research. I'm like, I'm like, who's this guy with the horns? Wait, that looks like Fabian. <laughs> I was like, oh, that is Fabian. And then you know, I, yeah, it's like it's really interesting, man. And uh, so I'm just, you know, look, you're you're a good dude, and you've always supported uh, indie radio, and I really appreciate that, man. And I'm just very happy for you and all your success, man. And and uh, so once again. How can um, I know you still are not sure 100% right with distribution? So, how if people want to know more, if, if more information about when they can get their hands on it, where should they go? They should go to Facebook, uh, the uh, page where we're going to make all of our posts first. I mean, we'll do it from our personal pages, but first, it's going to go to Feral Cat Productions, right? Feral on Cat. Facebook, all right. Yeah, Cat with a K, you guys. Um, yes, Feral Cat Productions and Cat spelled with a K. Yes, and let me, I had, uh, let me pull it up so people can see, because there's a couple of, we've established there's a couple of other Feral Cat Productions, and those are those are the phony ones. So, oh, yeah, uh, there, there are some other. There we go, that's other. the right one. Oh, yeah, there that's we are. it, that's it, yeah. Yeah, so, and I'll put the link in the show notes. I, I believe they're already in there, so. So, um, and then also, uh, how can we get you guys in social media? Uh, are you guys on Instagram, Twitter? Um, gosh. At the moment, I'm mostly just on Facebook. And oh. I, I gave you my uh, my Facebook. I credit myself as Fr Tulpa in in this movie. Uh, that's where I put out uh, dark horror stuff. Um, mm-hmm. My darkest stuff. I want want coming out through there. So, right. um, yeah. Anybody who likes the exploitation stuff, it's all there. Mm-hmm. All right, nice. And uh, Kathleen, the same thing. Uh, Feral Cat Productions. No, I'm just an old lady. I really only have Feral Cat Productions. Her uh, production studio. So there it goes. Love it. I love it. All right. All right. Well, thank you once again so much. Uh, you can get me at Kente F on uh, Twitter, Kente Ferguson on Instagram, and of course, the uh, the website is IndieRadio.org. That's I N D Y Radio.org. Just as a side note and as a sidebar, uh, on uh, Halloween, me and my good friend and partner, um, uh, business partner, uh, Mio Shavin, we will be doing a um, a Halloween horror fest. So we're going to be showing short films. So if anybody has a short horror horror film that they want to show on there, let us know. We'll um, we'll play it. And also, another thing we're going to do is. We're gonna have a um, a a costume. You have to like if if you come on camera with a costume, we're gonna have like the the best two uh, will get like a cash prize. So uh, so I'm gonna dress up. 
I don't know what I'm going to dress up as. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I want everybody that's watching on Halloween, which is on a Saturday, to because uh, a lot of people can't go out, right? So we'll all kick it together. So we're, I'm going to dress up. Neosha's going to dress up. And we want the audience to dress up as well. And then, you know, and we'll let people on one at a time to show off their costume. And then we'll have some judges and, uh, and you know, we'll have cash prizes too. So uh, that is on Halloween night. I'm, I'm going to put the event page up, uh, either, if not today, tomorrow. So that's something that's going down. Um, I'm on hiatus for most of my other programs. Uh, I, I'm, we're going to do a Walking Dead show probably tomorrow night just to talk about the Walking Dead episode. But um, we're going to officially come back uh, in September with uh, n- new episodes so that's all the shows Cinema du Fromage uh, Mars Venus and we gotta have you back on on Mars Venus uh, we're gonna come up with some really good topics and um, you know and uh, also some of the other programs so we came I came out of hiatus to talk to you guys so uh, cause I'm Thank such you. a fan of your work and uh, I, I really wanted to do this conversation so so uh, it's back to um, you know um, drinking margaritas and hollering at the senoritas <laughs> cheers cheers all right you guys have a beautiful rest of your week stay safe and god bless <laughs>